Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and Happy New Year. Today we are discussing the R word, everyone's favorite topic, the rectum. I mean, recession. Dang it. Practiced recession. Today we're talking about recession, recession, recession. Talking heads have been blabbing on and on about the oncoming recession all throughout 2021, specifically since around June, when it started to look like the United States Treasury bonds were going to invert. And if you don't know what that is, and I didn't for quite a while, it did invert in July 2022. See, in an inverted yield curve, they typically talk about the 10-year bonds and the three-month bonds. And in July 2022, the 10-year yield rate crossed over the three-month yield rate. And that indicates that something is very wrong with the United States bond market. And this has happened elsewhere around the world as well. But the United States has the largest bond market in the world, so people really pay attention to it. And every time that the 10-year yield has crossed over the three-month yield, meaning the three-month is paying more than the 10-year, a recession has typically happened within three months of that crossing over. And when it lasts longer than three months, a recession is inevitable. More times than not, when the U.S. has had a recession, the rest of the world is already in one or not far behind. The yield curve isn't the only indicator that is making it seem like a 2023 recession is inevitable. So on today's show, we are going to talk about this upcoming recession. We're going to discuss how we can prepare our portfolios now and plan our investing in 2023, knowing that this is probably our investing landscape for the entire year. You're listening to My Millennial Investor, the show where I search the financial world for the most up-to-date investment ideas, market trends, and income streams so you don't have to. I'm your host, Nick Bradley. Let's get into it. All right, let's keep talking about the yield curve. I know it's the most interesting thing that we can talk about, but it really is an important indicator that points towards what is going to be happening in the future. How far away from a recession are we? Are we already in a recession? And why does it matter? So real quick, stick with me. The yield curve is now deeply inverted. The three-month rates are well above the 10-year yields on U.S. government debt, meaning that investors are more interested in the short-term three-month bonds than they are the quote-unquote safer 10-year bonds. Today, December 31st, last year of 2022, and I'm just realizing I think I said 2021 earlier. Listen, it's Christmas break. The holidays are upon us. I might make some mistakes on today's podcast. Bear with me. I realize that you're listening to this in the future, and it's the start of a new year, and things are fresh, and things are wonderful, but right now I'm just stuffed full of turkey and mashed potatoes, and I am making my way through the end of what 2022 was. And that was a very difficult investing year. It was difficult for most of us. A lot of us saw our portfolios drop. A lot of us experienced more volatility in the stock market than we had experienced in a long time. The S&P 500, the world's kind of leading indicator for stock market health, was down 22%. 
So we need to look at, I don't think we're over. I don't think we're done with this difficult times. We actually haven't even hit a recession. Eh, I mean, I think we have, but it seems like they keep moving the goalpost for what the recession is going to be. And investing in a recession can be a great time for millennial investors or for Gen Z investors. It can be a good time for people to invest if you're not looking for retirement real soon. Wealth, real wealth can be made during a recession. So that is what we're going to be focusing on today. So that's why we're talking about this yield curve. That's why we're talking about maybe some of the boring stuff. Because again, today, as of December 31st, the three-month U.S. Treasury is paying 4.42%. In the 10-year, which you could lock your money up for 10 years, it's paying 3.88%. The current inversion is deeper than both the financial crisis of 2008 and the 1990 recession, which many of us weren't paying attention to markets. It was a pretty bad recession. Though it's not quite as deeply inverted as the dot-com collapse of 2000. So there's a little hope. Many voices, as we've discussed before, are predicting a U.S. and global recession. Jeff Bezos, founder of Amazon, many of the Fed's policymakers and their presidents, they're all saying, prepare, prepare, prepare. So that's what we're doing today. As we prepare, we need to know why the yield curve inversion matters. Well, the yield curve has been historically a very strong indicator of recessions. It tends to be a leading indicator, so we can see into the future, basically, when the 10-year and three-month yield curve flops, when they switch over, when the three-month is paying more than the 10-year, almost every time, post-World War I, every time that has happened, you know that a recession is coming. And you can bank on it, you can look back at the stats, you can look at the charts, every time that's happened, a recession has followed. So I think that is what we're dealing with, that's what most professionals are telling us we're dealing with. So we just need to now be prepared. How can I, as a retail investor, trying to make my money make money? That's what we're here for. We want our money to make us money. Let's get prepared and let's start talking about how to recession-proof our portfolio. There's an obvious signal of a pending recession when the United States GDP was negative in the first quarter of 2022. A recession officially starts, at least in America, when you have GDP negative growth two quarters in a row. And guess what? The United States in 2022 did have negative GDP growth in 2022. But we're living in weird times. And the National Bureau of Economic Research was like, nah, I don't think so. Let's just see what happens. (laughs) So historically, the National Bureau of Economic Research is in charge of saying we are in a recession. And we hit that indicator that people thought negative two quarters in a row of GDP growth means you're in a recession. But this is a post-COVID world. Governments do whatever they want now. So even though historically that has been the indicator that we are in a recession, they're like, no thanks. We're not going to say that. We're just going to see what happens. Job growth still seemed to be good at the time. Home prices hadn't been falling as strong. So we're like, yeah, we're kind of in a recession, but we're not really in a recession. Even though historically this is a recession, but yeah, we're just going to say no, we're not in a recession. Because we want to, because we can, because this is a post-COVID crazy world. But Economic Magazine, one of the most respected financial publications in the world, released in December, their December 2022 issue. The cover page story said, 100% recession in 2023. So you can listen to a government that's kicking the, the marker down the, down the line, they're punting the marker, or you can look at the national leading Economic Magazine and say, look, we're in a recession, and we're going to be in an even worse recession in 2023. Let's prepare our portfolios. 
So what should we expect? Let's start there. What should we expect for this recession in 2023? Brian Katz, who's the chief investment officer at the Colony Group, they're a think tank kind of hedge fund, says that even if recession does occur, it will not look like the Great Recession of 2008 or the dot-com bust of the late 1990s and early 2000s. He's saying, chill out, recession's going to happen, but it's not going to look like these terrible, terrible recessions we've had in the past. Major economic imbalances have exasperated those two recessions, the dot-com and the great financial. The dot-com recession was caused by malleant investment in the technological sector, he says, and a major housing bubble spurred on the great recession in 2008. And we don't see those same types of imbalances in existence today, according to Katz. If the 2023 does bring on a recession, he believes investors can expect it to be less impactful on markets than previous recessions. Well, I friggin' hope so, Mr. Katz, because 2022, we weren't even in a recession. And my market portfolio was very affected. So how do we think, listening to the gurus, to prepare our 2023 portfolio for this oncoming recession? Well, that is what we are going to discuss right after this short break. Okay, welcome back. How should we prepare for the 2023 recession? How should we get ready for our investing and our trading? First and foremost, we need to use, no surprise here, dollar cost averaging. If you've been a listener to the show for a while, you know that I think DCA or dollar cost averaging is the easiest, best, and most reliable way to generate wealth for the average person who doesn't want to do any research, maybe not any research, but doesn't want to like dig in all the time. They know that investing is wise and they know that they need to make it autopilot because when you make things on autopilot, you take out your emotions. And when you take out your emotions, you typically make better decisions. So first tip in the 2023 recession proofing your portfolio using dollar cost averaging. Dollar cost averaging is the investment strategy where you buy a fixed amount of an investment on a regular basis, regardless of current price. And recessions are great opportunities to use a dollar cost averaging approach because when you buy shares and the price is declining, which is very likely, you can dollar cost average your new money into these investments and simply lower your overall purchase price of these securities. Right? Makes sense. So as you dollar cost average, as you make it a set it and forget it, as you invest wisely and you just let it go, you're making great decisions in a recession. Tip number one, dollar cost average. Tip number two, own defensive stocks. Maybe you don't know what a defensive stock is. We can talk about that. Consumer discretionary stocks tend to see gains where the economy is growing. They're called cyclical stocks. 
since gains and losses in this group depend on the rise and the fall of economic cycles and consumer confidence. Defensive names are non-cyclical sectors, things like utilities, consumer staples. These seem to be insulated from the ups and downs of recession. Recession's happening, you still need to pay your gas bill. Recession's happening, you still need to buy your Kraft macaroni and cheese. Recession happens, you probably still are going to eat out at McDonald's. These are defensive names, and these are the types of stocks you might want to look at while investing in a recession. Because during a recession, the defensive stocks can help protect your portfolio. Companies that sell essential services and goods such as food, electricity, and shelter are generally non-cyclical and less exposed to economic cycles. Sales of consumer staples, food and beverages and household products are fairly recession-proof because no matter how poorly the economy is doing, people still need those things. You're going to eat and you're going to use toilet paper. So demand for utilities holds up during the session as well. In fact, a lot of times we've seen the commodities lead in the recession. And therefore, if you're invested in utilities, you actually might be making more money than a lot of the other sectors. Here's a fairly controversial one. The healthcare sector is also pretty stable across all business cycles. And if anything, when countries experience more severe economic downturns, healthcare employment seems to increase. So tip number two, look into defensive sector stocks. Hopefully you've got a, a grasp of what that is. If you're looking to invest in American stocks, you can look at things like Procter & Gamble, Coca-Cola, McDonald's, you know, Australia. You can look at Woolworths. You can look at Domino's. Those types of things, not, you know, utilities, investments. You can, in fact, find an ETF of defensive sector stocks as well and make it easy and spread and diversify over that ETF. Tip number three, buy quality assets during a recession. And I know that seems like it makes sense. Like, duh, you should be always buying high quality assets. But let's be honest, some of us may have got a little crazy during the 2020, 2021. And we invested in things like Peloton, a bike making company that was regarded worth billions of dollars. That was not a quality investment. Warren Buffett has this famous quote that says, if you're not willing to hold a company for 10 years, you should not hold a company for 10 seconds. And that's where we're talking about quality. You need to be looking at different types of asset classes to protect your portfolio during a downturn. You want to buy into companies that are all weather companies, the ones that don't depend on economic growth to thrive or survive. Right now, in December 2022, we have seen Tesla just get lit up. And many people were huge Tesla believers. Many people still are Tesla believers. But Tesla needs low interest rates to make consumers have cheap car loans to buy their expensive cars. They're not exactly a recession-proof stock. This isn't what we mean when we mean that you need to be looking for quality assets during the session. You need to look for these all-weather-proof companies, companies with high recurring revenue, things with subscription-based sales models that are less sensitive to economic downturns. Katz again says you want to avoid companies with high debt loads, a.k.a. Tesla. They could have trouble servicing their debt if revenues and cash flows decline. They could also have trouble refinancing debt when the loan comes due because rates are now higher. So even if they just keep the same amount of debt that they have, refinancing it can be difficult at the higher rate. Here's another fun tip that I really like, something I'm really working on. One of my goals for 2023 is invest in more dividend stock companies and ETFs. Really, you can do, the, do with both. The best dividend stocks provide a cushion for your portfolio during recessions. Even when a company's stock price is falling, they keep paying dividends. If you're looking for dividend aristocrats, dividend kings, sometimes they call them, dividend companies that have been 
producing and rolling out their dividend for the last 20 years no matter what's going on. Dividends can indicate strength and offer a method to dollar cost average during market volatility. And I'm going to be talking a lot about dividend stocks in this upcoming year. So buckle up. If you want to hear more about dividend investing, keep listening to the podcast as we do future episodes. I'm going to have a lot of different episodes. Maybe once a month, we'll have a special dividend episode. So be prepared for that. And finally, our last tip for 2023, how to recession-proof your portfolio. Do not overreact. It sounds simple, but it's very hard. Typically, the worst investor we know is the person we look in the mirror. Because when things are going great, we think we're the best investor out there. And when things start to go poorly, we're like, oh, I made such a bad decision, blah, 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 and you sell at the bottom. And then as soon as you sell that stock or that ETF, it seems like the market recovers, and you're like, dang it. And then you wait too long, and then you buy back in at an all-time high, and then it falls it again, and then you sell, and then you keep repeating the cycle, and then you're like, investing doesn't work. Well, emotional investing doesn't work. Investing works. Even if a recession is on the horizon, no one can know for how long it's going to last or for what degree it's going to affect the stock market. Peter Lynch, the founder of Fidelity, ran an extremely successful fund called the Fidelity Magellan Fund. In the 80s, he was famous for saying, the Fed doesn't know when the Fed's going to raise the rate. The Feds have to meet and they have to talk and they have to discuss. So you can't just be stuck waiting for the Fed to make decisions. Make good decisions that you're going to be happy with for the next 5, 10, and 15 years and keep on going. Stick with the plan and keep on investing. Often the best way to invest during a recession is just to keep doing what you've already been doing. While recessions can be challenging for returns and for growing wealth, we also see very huge rallies in the midst of recessions. And if you just wait, if you're trying to time the market, if you're trying to be a guru, which again, I'm, I'm preaching myself here. If your money's on the sidelines the whole time, you're going to miss some very large bull market rallies in the midst of a recession. The market is always forward looking. So the keys are to remain invested, not being whipsawed by short term volatility, but to keep a long term view, because that's probably what you already have been doing. You're not trying to overreact. You're doing what you've already been doing. You're looking for long term investment strategies and just keep on keeping on. So what is the best thing to do to recession-proof your portfolio? Make wise investment decisions, dollar cost average, buy high-quality companies and ETFs, and of course, keep listening to My Millennial Investor, the show where I search the financial world for the most up-to-date investment ideas, market trends, and income streams so you don't have to. I'm your host, Nick Bradley. Happy New Year. We'll see you next week. This podcast is produced and published by Oregon Trail Investor in the USA. All information is for entertainment purposes only. The brand My Millennial Investor is used under license.